Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the sixth and final season of The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And this morning we're podcasting The Americans, Season 6, Episode 6, Rafifi, which turns out it was actually about the 1955 movie that I mentioned last time. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. Uh, She was talking to that kid about it, and he said it was the greatest heist movie ever made. So I looked it up, and it uh, it was... released in 55 overseas it was released in 56 in the states and imdb gave it a do you know what no i don't 8.2 okay that's good we've got to see it maybe maybe we'll watch it and podcast it after the americans is over they mentioned a 28 minute scene or something in it where nobody was talking yeah kind of like castaway remember tom hanks castaway where there was nobody talking for a long time Okay, yeah. well, if you know, if they're able to pull that off, maybe. You know how I feel about some of the older movies that had such high claim, and then you watch them, your, and they're like... Your, your prejudice against old movies, and you have to get over that, because there's some really good old movies have out have to there. get over my ageism of movies? Yeah. Okay. Well, this aired on April 2nd, 2018. This episode was TVMALV. No S this week. No chance of any S this week. Not for Philip. So, Mike from TN, we haven't got to talk about it yet, so what did you think about this episode? There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, I had a lot to keep up with, a lot to go back and try to figure out where, where everything's coming from. I mean, there's stuff happening quickly. You're right. I, when I first watched it, I thought it was hurried almost and too much it was like they were trying to throw everything in but then on the second watch it felt just more like a a stress like they were putting everything in there to show the stress of you know how when life throws everything at you yeah it's not like they're trying to throw it in it's just like that's they're trying to handle everything that's happening at that time yeah yeah i completely agree But it was very, very stressful to me to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, and the you know the stuff between Philip and Elizabeth, they did, they did that very well. I mean, you could feel the tension. It was, yeah, yeah, you could. It was hard to watch. It was. I was worried last week about what was coming up, and I just thought I was worried last week because now I'm really worried about. They do that on those, they, they tease yeah, you. But on no, but not just that. I mean, things are coming to a head all the way around. I think we have to. Well, yeah, because it's 87 here and we know what happens in 89. So, but, yeah. but with them, I mean, this could have just like fizzled out is what I mean. I mean, I'm not talking about just the history of it. This could have fizzled out. They could have been doing their whatever spy moves and their little uh being engrossed in people's lives and then the treaty happens or the summit happens and everything just kind of goes away but it's not going to happen like that i don't think i I mean and i don't think it would be very climactic of the americans to put it like that and so it's just like this at this point to me it's almost like this horrible uh train wreck that you're watching in slow motion week to week it's like a you get like a a glimpse of it week to week and we don't know what's going to happen no but we know it's not going to be good i mean this is not likely we don't know that of course but this is not likely to end well for everybody and i had a really bad feeling about philip this week because philip well, well, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get there. Of course, everything's a little emotional here because we have this very sick old puppy that we've had for like 15 years, and she's having a really hard time, and we're forced to make some tough decisions with her. And so it's just a really sad, sad time here. And I am wondered if that wasn't coloring how I was feeling because it's kind of coloring everything watching this. Maybe. But... Either way, I guess we all bring our own baggage to the stuff that we watch. That's why it's funny sometimes and not funny sometimes or whatever. But this was really a difficult episode for me to watch. I guess I've beaten that into the ground. 
Um, a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you ready to get started? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Well, we start this episode with that bitter scene between Elizabeth and Philip, where Elizabeth walks in and sullen Philip's there, and she tries to talk to him a little bit, and he's sullen, and she says she's going to bed, but he stops her. He tells her about Stan coming over and what Stan told her about Gennady and Sophia. Yeah, you know, she walks in and she does something that people just don't do anymore. Right off the bat, she gets a drink of tap water. And uh, she gets a little little water out of the faucet. For all mm-hmm. you kids out there, that's the way we used to drink water. We'd, we'd just turn on the faucet. And well, there was no other way. Get a drink. Uh, well, no, they, I don't think that's before they started selling us bottled water, which is more expensive than a gallon of gasoline. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyways, she gets a drink of tap water. That's when people still drink tap water. And then, like you said, she tries to make some small talk. She sees, though, that he's particularly sullen tonight. And... Uh, I don't think she knows how sullen at the beginning. No, no. She just thinks he's standard sullen Philip, you know, standard sure. whiny bitch Philip. And so then she, um, she, you know, I'm going to bed and he, uh, he kind of starts. Well, he brings up Stan. Yeah, he, conf- he confronts her about the murder. And, you know, it's just, it's just standard kitchen. I'm going to bed talk between two couples, right? Hey, I know about that murder. Oh, hey, look, I didn't kill him in front of the kid. Okay, good night, good night. Kissy, kissy. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not, no. not quite, no. Yeah. But he tells her that the kid saw his parents covered in blood, and she's defensive. She said, what do you want me to do? Over that. Right. Right, but she's like, I didn't know he was there. And then he says, well, I'm not doing the thing with Kimmy. And, man, she that just, gets boy, she ugly, just, yes, doesn't Yes, she got very ugly. But he was ugly. He was... I don't know that I've ever seen Philip like that with her either, that much hostility toward her. Philip is pissed, and I've got some questions I'm going to ask you about what you think about it a little bit later They're on. They're both pissed. They're both pissed at each other, and it's getting worse. Well, she's not even pissed at this point. Well, she gets pissed. Not until he brings up, he's not doing it with Kimmy, and then she immediately, yes, she does, and she stays that way, too. You had one job, Philip, one job. Well, she says she doesn't believe he ever was going right. to do it with and Kimmy. And he said he assures her that he was. And then, the I mean, she accuses him of just wanting to sleep with Kimmy. She's just she's just pissed. She's Man, just that's mad. bad, yeah. though. You know, some, Not good enough action around here. Yeah. I read something, one of those cliche-type things, but it talks about when you say the words, uh, they can only be forgiven not forgotten because you don't forget when somebody says no, you something like that no, to you i agree so that was a rough one and to remove any chance that elizabeth might be trying to just do something with kimmy without philip he says and oh by the way i told her not to go to any comedy oh countries. well yeah but after she says don't worry about kimmy philip don't stress yourself over it. i'll handle kimmy I'll handle this. And then he goes, oh, will you? Because uh, I told her not to go to any communist country. Kimmy, thing's over. It's over. Yeah. He says, not seeing her anymore. It's done. So she goes up and she goes to Paige's room to go to bed. If she, she if she can sleep. I mean, she's her blood pressure's probably through the roof. She's so pissed. Does Elizabeth's blood pressure ever really get up? Yeah, it got up that night. We know she's mad. But Philip comes up the steps. He looks at Paige's door, and he goes to his own room, and he shuts the door. They're definitely unhappy with one another. And this takes us to the intro. This was the sunshiny beginning of this episode. Yeah. And then we come back, and Stan is in his element. He's talking with his new guys and his new job. It's not really new anymore. About Rolls Royces and hotels and... All that was he talking about? Mayor and Barry again, yeah, the was mayor. He? Yeah. Well, Adderholt comes down and Stan teases him a little bit about the screwed up department he runs, and Adderholt wants to see him in the vault, and Stan says, "I don't want to go down there. Every time I do, somebody ends up dead." And then Adderholt kind of chastises him. Yeah, when they get, he goes, "You got any steam? More steam to blow off? Now's the time to do well, it." Well, before that though, he goes, "You need to watch it, Stan, or something like that." Uh, he really says something that. 
And Stan does. He said something. I don't remember what it was, but I should have wrote it down, but written it down. But it, he, um, hold on. It's a little chastising. Yeah. But they get on the elevator, and then, just to add insult to injury, the door starts to close. We see the elevator door slowly start to close, and then it gets almost closed. It opens back up. And our guest is Mel Robot. Mel Robot comes on the elevator. Who Stan loves. Stan's best mm -hmm. friend. Both no. of them love yeah. Mel Robot. <laughs> Mel Robot. They move out of the way so the robot can get on the elevator. Yeah, it just kind of pushes them almost out of the mm -hmm. way. I thought it was going to, you know, kind of run into them. That's where Adderholt tells Stan if you got any more steam to blow off, now's the time. Yeah. I didn't really see Stan as, Stan as blowing off steam. I thought he was just kind of joking around. Yeah, yeah, he was joking, but he was joking in front of those other guys. And Adderholtz, you you can imagine how they would probably keep things, at least in theory, quiet between the different departments and everything. Like, mm, I, don't I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I shouldn't even say that. I have no idea. But everything's all abuzz in the vault downstairs. It is not like we've seen the vault in no, the last a, several times they've went down. Most activity I've ever seen, yeah. Adderholt tells Stan about Gennady and how one of his diplomatic pouches had a circuit board for some kind of sensor. Yep. Aletheon makes them, we find out. Do you remember Aletheon? We've heard that before. Mm -hmm. The plant in Chicago, and there's a warehouse in Newington. Okay, this was a lot of information right in here, and it was kind of hard to follow. I yeah, really I went... I went back and got it. The circuit board they had obtained from the uh, operative in Chicago who was posing as an accountant, we find out. And then they uh, went to the, they, they screened the employees at this plant in Chicago and they came up with a guy who's in charge of circuit boards and he gave up his contact who's apparently homosexual with, um, they're having a, you know, a, a thing between them, this illegal, and this uh, this guy well, that this works spy. At, this he's a spy. He's not just an illegal. That's what they mean by that, right? Yeah. This is an Elizabeth and Philip. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, it's just like just like Elizabeth and Philip. They, right. Elizabeth and Philip's equivalent in Chicago was having a homosexual relationship with this guy in Chicago that works at this plant and gave him the circuit board, and then he led him back to the illegal. And they've got now surveillance on the illegal, and they're learning about all that they hope to be led to all the other illegals through this one guy. This is a very, very, very um, uh, sensitive issue that's going on right now. Well, yeah, now. they have actually found an embedded Russian spy. Right. But they go into, or Adderholt goes into, eight days after Gennady leaves the country with that thing, there's a break-in at the warehouse. So Elizabeth they kind of put that together. There, yeah. That was the dark scene right. that we saw last week where the three guards got killed, we find out. Right. And But they didn't cut, They didn't get the sensor. But they didn't. Adderholt now knows that they were out to get the sensor. They really put that together, though. That was, And I think it was probably guesses as they were doing it. But it really, it that was very believable to me how that worked out, right? Was sure. it to you? Yeah. They had to guess that that was connected. All that stuff was connected. Well, the circuit board went, you know, for to to a sensor, and all they had to do was figure out, you know, what sensor it goes to. Oh, they make these down here, and oh, by the way, there was just a break-in down there. Right, too. and somebody was three yeah. people were killed and all that. But then to tie that also into the where the not the warehouse but the actual plant where the guy was who got that information. I mean, just finding all that, I thought it was kind of fascinating. It yeah. Was, but it was a lot of information. Yeah, it was. So this guy's code name, the Russian spy, his code name is Harvest. We find out that he lives in Skogie, runs an accounting business in Chicago. Him and two other accountants and a secretary. And like you said, they've been monitoring for two weeks, and it's been a gold mine. They are mm -hmm. finding out everything. They're getting tons of intel on how these people operate, and they're going to use it to track all the rest of them. Well, you get it while they're calling him Harvest, right? Because they're harvesting the... They're getting ready to harvest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole crop. 
He knows Stan doesn't want to be down there, but after Renhul, Sophia, and Gennady, and Oleg showing up, he just says that he thinks Stan should be here for the end of this. He knows how much this has bothered Stan, and I thought that was really nice. I thought, and of course Adderholt wants Stan's help because he knows he's worked with Stan all these years on this specific thing. But I thought it was really nice that Adderholt realized, kind of, that Stan needed this. And we see when Stan, of course he does, he gets back into this and a little bit later on, he has a passion for this work again that they haven't shown us with him. He's, he feels this. This is important. He wants to be a to part Stan. of it. Um, he wants this to end. Stan wants to make this right, I think, after everybody they've lost. Adderholt wants to be a part of it, wants him to be a part of it, too. And, and then, of course, he, he appeals to his, you know, I want you to be a part of this just before he shoves in the big pile of vehicle records to go through. Right. Mm -hmm. Huge right. pile. But Adderholt says this was kind of, kind of funny because Adderholt says the Russians want to look peaceful, but they're just out to screw them. Well, they're not realizing at their level what's going on behind the scenes in Russia. They don't, they have no idea, of course, and you can't expect uh, Oleg to tell Stan because Oleg doesn't trust Stan anymore. There's two warring factions right now, for warring factions for power within the Soviet Union. One that wants Glasnost, supports Glasnost and Perestroika. The other uh, is old hardliners that just, they just want to keep, things the way they were and they want to get rid of this right. guy Gorbachev maybe so they don't know any of that's going on all they see is the the um, what 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 they see they see the evidence now that they've uncovered these illegals and they say they're stealing from us and they're pretending to sit down with us so they assume that you know it's all one big team when it's actually two teams working against each other in the Soviet Union they don't know anything about that and isn't that sad? Because, I mean, this would be, it, I, I feel like Oleg, tell, tell Stan so they can know what they're battling because they don't trust the whole of the thing. They don't realize here that Oleg is on their side, so to speak. I Oleg, could sing a John Lennon song, Imagine, right now, if you'd like, just to put things in proper perspective. I wish you wouldn't. Okay. But that's pretty much, you know, if only. Well, then Philip picks Henry up from the bus station. Yeah, coming in on a Greyhound. You ever ridden in a Greyhound? I have never really? ridden in a Greyhound. I rode a uh, Greyhound bus on the way to the Military Entrance Processing Center mm -hmm. uh, in 1980. And uh, that was my first Greyhound trip. And it was uh, very unpleasant. Was it unpleasant? Yeah, I don't like it. The girls rode Greyhound. One of them did down when we were on vacation. They couldn't come one time and they came later. In those days, they were still smoking on oh. buses and, you know, I mean, migrant workers bringing their chickens and it's just not... Well, you know, I think we might be exaggerating just This is the way bit. I remember it. Right. Yeah. Do you remember when there was like smoking and non-smoking sections on stuff like buses and airplanes? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, a non-smoking section on an airplane. Yeah, and it was, and it it just cut off like uh, you know how they do the emissions test in in Hamilton County, but they don't do it in an, an adjoining county in Tennessee, right. Right? as if the air quality is going to be affected somehow because they do it in one county right. in Tennessee. But anyways, Henry comes in on this Greyhound that was a bad experience for me, and he jumps in the car with Philip. And he and wants to listen to some music, but Philip. No, Philip's, Philip's, he's line dancing in his he mind. Is, he is. He's doing his steps. So that was really funny. And that was hilarious. Henry's pretty adamant about wanting to change it, but Philip is like, no, Philip is not a, happening. Philip's a country music fan. Did you know, well, so am I. Did you notice in this scene, Philip's car was all dirty and muddy and the window was straight and. I did. I know this could just be that it's Thanksgiving time, we find out in a little bit in Washington, and that could be the weather. But I also think back to the beginning of this season when everything was seemingly going so well for Philip and his car was all clean and nice and he was pulling up and music was playing and he was happy. And Well, he's not driving a Camaro now. This is not the Camaro. Right. But just the contrast of how his life seemed really good for him at yeah, the beginning of the season. clean and orderly and in place. Right. Yeah. And he was happy and everything was new and good for him. And now it's like not so much. Henry talks about needing to finish a 
the row book and how he doesn't want to leave St. Edwards. He wants to graduate there, otherwise he just wasted his time. Right. If right. he doesn't have a St. Edwards diploma, it doesn't matter that he went to St. Edwards for three and a half years. Right. If he went to state college for half a year that's and graduates, that's where his diploma is going to come from. But he's very resourceful. He talks about how he talked to the uh, finance guy at the school and about there's some other scholarships that he might be eligible for. He talks about going to work at a tannery over the summer and he can make seven, ten an hour and they put you up and then he drops it on Philip that he spoke to a friend's father about how the travel business isn't doing so well and that the friend's father would speak to him and maybe help him. Because he's had some experience with business failures and of course that gets Philip. It hurts his feelings. He don't want to be looked at as a failure by his son. No, I know. Henry says that Philip may even get to plan a trip for this guy and so this is Henry's way of like, I don't know, it's, it was really odd to me to see Henry using like some influence that he has, right? He's friends with somebody who now may actually be able to help his father in his business. I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, Philip's kind of reluctant to, he didn't even want to, he said, I don't even know the guy. Well, it was kind of sprung on him yeah. and everything. But that's where Henry points out that if he doesn't actually graduate from St. Edward's, who's even going to know he went there? It's not going to mean anything. It's not going to help him. And he's worked so hard and everything. So Philip agrees to think about it. And I'm wondering, because later on we see, and we can talk about it later, when he's, Philip's gone through Elizabeth's stash just to find out what she's up to or whatever, and he's going through her stuff, there's big piles of money in there. There's, There's lots of money in there. Philip could easily easily inject some of that into the business in order to pay for Philip for for Henry's tuition. It wouldn't be a big issue. It wouldn't wouldn't be hard. I mean, these are trained Russian spies. They know how to launder money. So they've got big piles of cash. That's a good point. I I saw it, but I didn't think about that. I don't know. Why would he be struggling with anything? I'm, I'm still, I'm still, okay. We are, let's just go on a limb here and say that we know, and we don't, that Renee is somehow a Russian spy. Just because Stan is I've never seen her in a wig, but go ahead. Just because Stan isn't a Russian spy doesn't mean that she doesn't have everything she needs to carry out the program. Just because Philip isn't doing this anymore, I would still think that they would have everything they need because of the job Elizabeth's doing. I wouldn't think it would matter if the whole family were doing it or just one person in the family. Right. That they'd have to keep up appearances or whatever in order to assimilate. In yeah. No, I, to... I get it. But that that was a great point about the money stacks. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I kind of feel like that what they're showing us, though... Is that when Philip and Elizabeth, and and I could be wrong, but I feel like when Philip and Elizabeth worked as a team, when they worked together, then their home business, their business was good. And the spy thing, they didn't have any problems with. But now that they're working separately, both are kind of falling apart. They've shown us the spy thing kind of falling apart for Elizabeth this whole season. Most things have not went right for that's her. A great, that's a great point. That since they're apart, both businesses are failing. Both endeavors are not doing as well. Let's right. not say failing, right. but just not doing as well. They're not effective as a spy. You know, the, the, the spy thing's not as effective, and the travel agency's not as, right. as profitable. That's a great point. Well, then we see disguised Elizabeth go into a theater and runs into who we soon find out is Sam Nunn's intern. And let that be a lesson to you. Let me add, you young people who are paying attention to how marriage works, if you're working together, it all works together. If you're not, then it's not going to work. So anyway. it, That's absolutely true. Yeah, she runs into Jackson. His name's Jackson. And then he tells her about this uh, movie and it's... Uh, 
Well, she tries to make a connection discussing these foo-foo movies, and uh, Jackson doesn't seem overly interested. He's not interested in this pretty blonde-headed lady who sits down beside him. He's not. I don't know if the honeypot is, uh, I don't know. I don't think the honeypot worked. That's another failure on Elizabeth. When has Elizabeth's honeypot scheme ever not worked? No, she's pretty effective at that. Okay. Well, the FBI guys explaining to Adderholt and Stan about how they're trying to find garages that might be like what Harvest. Remember the garage? And we see the garages all the time that Elizabeth and Philip are in. And that's what the Harvest guy does in Chicago. He keeps his uh, cars in underground garages and right. That's the way the they operate. They all operate the same way. They've got a. They've got a system. And Adderholt says that their guys in Chicago may have found one of his safe houses. The utilities are being paid in advance, and so they're now looking into... Other areas, other other places where the utilities are paid in advance. Paid in advance. Uh, Adderholt tells Stan that they get different cars, vehicles paid for with cash in undercover garages from listings and classified ads with fake IDs. He goes into all that, and they're talking about... They're looking for the last nine years. Can you imagine going through? Okay, it's a different world now. We have the internet and you can look up stuff like that. Back then, we didn't have that. They may have had it a little bit, but probably, I mean, certainly not to the extent that would be so helpful. That They have to go through penny savers and auto trader and all this kind of stuff, like like paperwork to try to find this. They can't just type in cars bought with cash <laughs> or whatever that pretty intense pretty well, tedious they, they can do that at the dmv they have data at the dmv that they just get people to compile for them but they don't have some way some auto trader online or anything like that to go through but the dmv they, they can just tell the dmv we want that's that's why he pushed that big pile of papers over to stan because they had just obtained that from the DMV, those are the paper copies. So the DMV knows if something was paid for with cash. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Really? How sure. do they know? Well, you'd have to. Tell well, that's the where truth. you pay. For a car. Yeah, you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles. The, the we call it here the tag office, and that's the DMV. That's what everybody else calls. Yeah, the but you DMV. don't pay for your car there. They're talking about paying for the car. You just pay for your tag there. You pay for your tag there. Uh, there's a record of the transaction. It's called a bill of sale. And right. on the bill of sale, it usually indicates How it was whether paid it's for. paid for. Yeah. And that was computerized back then that they were able to pull that up, you think? Or? I don't think it was computerized, but there's a Is record. Is it computerized now? Of it. Oh, sure, yeah. So people know you can tell where the how the car was paid for. I've got a car dealership. And just so you know, anytime somebody, we give somebody a receipt for buying a car, we have to indicate how it was paid Really? For. Yeah. Okay. That, well, see, I would have, that, that just went way over my head. And But they're also cross-referencing this with what looks like likely fake IDs. And they're cross-referencing that with the IDs that look like they'd be paying for utility bills. This whole thing is just like this string of tedious. I mean, can you imagine? Putting together a big puzzle. Big, yeah. Yeah. But it's worked for Adderhold. This is how he got... That's how he got a room full of FBI agents uh, messing up the vault. And it was a lot of information. That was all the stuff that was all the, you know, a lot of things that were just just a lot of stuff coming together at one time. That's correct. But... I think we're past that now for the rest of the episode, past that tedious part. But So then we see Elizabeth, and she's walking out of the movies and sharing a cigarette with the intern, and she invites him for pizza, but he declines. I know. And walks away. I she's know. mad. Did you notice? Yes. She yeah. can't believe it. No. So Henry is the one to walk outside catching Elizabeth smoking this time instead of Philip because Philip ain't walking out there. He asks her for a cigarette and she considers it and tries to start handing him one and he's like, what are you doing? I'm just playing. I was only joking. I expected you to be my mom here yeah. and tell me no. He's but like, are you trying to give me cancer? She's, That's what he says. Of course, she's so she's just so not there right now. She's not even thinking. She's not even herself. 
Yeah, that. And I think that we have to kind of contrast it with how she is with Paige, who she has no secrets. Well, she still has secrets, obviously, but who she doesn't have to hide her real self from anymore. Because she talks about how she always smoked, but she hid it from him when he was younger. She offers to make him food, and they go in, and this is where Henry notices the terrible awkwardness between mom and dad, because dad just gets up and walks out of the room when they come in. I know. I know. He's, he's really tuning into it now. Mm -hmm. There's they, they can tell something's going on. And he doesn't know that this just happened, like, two days ago or whenever, because he's been gone. No, For all no. he knows, this could have been going on. He just, this, is what, this is what it is now. He doesn't know how long it's been going on. He just knows they're very cold toward each other. Right. We go to a commercial, and we come back, and Henry's coming down for breakfast, and he mentions that someone slept in Paige's room last night and kind of lets it trail off, and Philip says, oh, it was your mom. She had to get up early, kind of tries to blow it off. And Henry says, aren't you late for work? And Philip says, I'm the boss. And they go to a racetrack. Do you know what that was? What it's is a slot that place? Cars, like a like a slot car track, the public slot car track that you had in the eighties. Really? Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, you, you, could, you saw could, it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's the same concept as an arcade, except everybody's racing on one track. Kind of like you know how people like to go to the go kart tracks. Well, yeah, but you're riding in the go-kart. But so that's that okay. Be... You're operating the slot car. And I that, have that, never heard of that. Yeah, and that's why Philip was so mad when he kept spinning out. I mean, he was mad, and he got mad. He just screamed, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, he, <laughs> and everybody looks at him, and Henry looks at him. and like, you know, what's what's going on? Is it is it Mom? No, no. No, everything. At first, he asked him, "Is it work?" And he goes, "No." Well, yeah, a little bit, because and then he his spy mind's working. It is work, and then it's you know, Elizabeth's work, and it's you know this whole work right. thing is getting to me. And then he says, "Is it mom?" Right. And no, everything's fine. We love each other. Everything's everything's fine, but everything's not fine. But he kind of tries to play it off, kind of play punches his arm, and goes back to. Operating that slot car. Slot car. Yeah, I used to have a slot car track every year for Christmas. I'd get a new one. Well, yeah, but that's not the same thing. I mean, yeah, I, I remember like the little cars on the track. I mean, I'm a girl. Well, I didn't do that so much, but I did have uncles and cousins and stuff. But I don't remember a place that you go. Did we have one around here? I'm uh, not. I, th I think so. Really? Yeah. I never even. I don't know. That's odd. Yeah, they were a thing for a while. Okay, then we go to the scene where Elizabeth just happens to, happenstance, run into this intern, this Jackson, yeah, on the train. Yeah, happens to have her wig on and her glasses, and we find out why she's stalking him now. He works for Senator Sam Nunn. Right, we find out here. And she says that she works for a consulting firm. Now, how's she going to pull that off? And Mac what McElrath. Right. How, how is she... I don't know, you know, because she's like, I kind of know him. But I guess she's just trying to get close to him. But if he's really close to him, we assume he's, I don't know. He's an intern. He doesn't know Sam Nunn. He just interacts occasionally with the office. And I'm sure he's had just intermittent, you know, in the same room, that kind of stuff. But he's an intern. He's not doing a whole lot. Those senators have a staff. Okay. So he's working, you know, for the staff. I'm worry about young Jackson. I don't know that things are going to turn out so great for him because he's, we find out he's from Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, which is of Georgia, which he describes as a small town. Isn't that interesting how big Marietta has become? And I mean, it's almost... But it wasn't in the 80s, no, I don't think. Mm -mm. But but that's how fast Atlanta has grown. Atlanta has just, you know, it's just a beast. It's yeah. just, just Marietta outgrown. is part of Atlanta. It sure. grew into Marietta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so's so's like South Atlanta and Gwinnett County over there. It's, it's all part of Metro Atlanta now. And but right, but he he was from Marietta when it was a small town. His dad worked in pavement sealers and maintenance products and this is a starry-eyed kid who wanted to get out of this small town. Is right. what he was. And what a ripe piece of fruit to be picked for Elizabeth because he talks about 
he loves these foreign films. He's really drawn to all of this culture and stuff that is not as prevalent in smaller towns typically as it is. In no, he's he's definitely more cosmopolitan than most of her targets. Yeah, he yeah, and and he he is, and he aspires to be more so. He kind of mocks a trip that his family took to London which is kind of a big deal to take a family to London. But, it would be for me, sure. But how his father kept talking about how they dro- drove on the wrong side of the street and kind of... Yeah. Kind of mocked Well, he's mocking that. his dad's take on it, yeah. Right. And so Elizabeth, I guess, since she can't honeypot him, she gives him her card and offers him a job. Yeah. <laughs> she says they have a great management training program, and he looks super excited about it. It's funny to me that now Elizabeth is going, like Paige gave her this information about interns, and now she's going after the interns. Uh, Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And Paige got the intern in bed, and she liked him, and Elizabeth couldn't. Right. That's got to be a big pill for her to <laughs> swallow. Well, she should have just, I'm sure she could go sleep with Brian if she wanted to. Then we see Philip firing Stavos. Yeah, he's going to fire Lacey and, and Steve as well. He yeah. thinks of him as a friend and he hates to see him go and Stavos is upset and credulous and gets up and walks yeah, out. he's mad. Yeah, he's hurt. I mean, Stavos has been there from the beginning. Yeah. And Philip doesn't know that Stavos is the one running that discount travel agency nope that that we figured out (laughs) right right so then we go to a commercial and we come back and we have this weird little scene in the kitchen where they don't give philip time to take a shower but then elizabeth gets a work call and leaves gotta go that's it funny though everybody in the kitchen knows what's going on except for poor henry he's out of the loop Paige knows what's Mm -hmm. going on philip knows what's going on elizabeth knows what's going on and henry is out I got to tell you, Henry was really refreshing to me in this. He brought back some of the normalcy that you used to see, at least, I mean, it might have been fake, but some of the normalcy that you saw in the family. In their house. Yeah. Yeah. And I also noted that it was the first time we've seen the whole family together in a while. That was kind of neat. So we see that Elizabeth got a call from Claudia and... She's meeting with her and telling her the guy in Chicago is sending, Claudia's telling her that a guy in Chicago is sending an emergency signal and she wants Elizabeth to get him out. And she goes into whatever Elizabeth is working on in Mexico, this guy's working on it too, which Elizabeth like gets slapped in the face with that. You can kind of tell. And he is now under surveillance and he cannot get caught. I worry about this because... Remember, the guy at the plant that makes the circuit boards led them to this illegal. Okay, so they've made contact with the illegal, they've interrogated the illegal, now they're surveilling the illegal, and they're all up in this illegal's business. Okay, wait, they have interrogated the illegal? I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they've got him working for them. They, they, They plan on him leading them to everybody else. I don't think so. You don't think they've interrogated no, him? No, I don't think they've said anything. I think they've just been surveilling How him. How do we know? Well, that's a good point. I didn't get that at all, though, but that's a good point. I guess we don't know. That's horrifying. Well, that's maybe, horrifying. no, I think maybe you're right. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right, but see, we don't, we don't know for sure. Uh, they've implied that what we know is the guy that worked at the plant led him back to this guy. So we don't know if they've made, they didn't indicate whether they made contact with them or I'm, not. Yeah, I was, I'm, in, in, in my mind, they haven't, but. I had just assumed that they had. Right. So here's the thing that I'm worried about with Elizabeth. Let's just say they have. Okay. And he's working for them. And he says, okay, I sent a signal. I'm being surveilled. Somebody else is coming and you'll right. be able to. I didn't, that, that never even crossed my mind that Harvest was cooperating. Well. Now that we're sitting here talking about it, I real I'm really not sure. Well, who I'm not either. Is. Now that you brought it up, but he but could be. He could be. He could be. That's ooh. It's ooh. Okay. Which would be devastating for Elizabeth. I'm afraid this is going to be devastating anyway, and I. 
my gut, for whatever reason, is saying it's going to be devastating. Oh, so much, so much. Maybe for Phillips. Let's ask the producers for a happy um, um, meeting I or want, a happy ending. Yes. Can we just have a happy ending? Yeah. I, I need something happy. Can't we have a little glass nose and perestroika for everybody? I mean, and a toast with our Thanksgiving wine and go on about our day. Elizabeth tells Claudia that Bulgaria isn't going to happen. Philip wouldn't do it. Imagine no possessions. It's easy if you can. Claudia, <laughs> <laughs> Claudia says they need to talk about Nestrenko when Elizabeth gets back, and Elizabeth lets her know that she may have someone in Sam Nunn's office. She's kind of jumping the gun a little bit here. He hasn't even called her back yet. You have to think about this. Oh. This is so, so big, right? Because whenever they, remember Young Hee and all the stuff that was set up in place for her to go after Young Hee, the house and the, and, and the selling Mary Kay and talking about her family, just everything. And Tuan. Tuan, yeah. Yeah. And they had a house set up. She gives him a card and it wasn't like it is now. You didn't go on Vista Print and print out a business card. Picture how much trouble it was back in the 80s to get a business card. Yeah, you had to go down to the print shop. Just, right, just all of these details of this. And she's if, if she's going to give him this, she's got, she's got a phone number, a separate phone number. She's got to have a place or a way or something to meet him, some kind of something, if she's going to do all that, just all the detail that goes into that. It's just, it, it astounds me when you really think about it. Because I was thinking, he's going to call her and say what? And she's going to say, we have this great management training program. Where where are they going to meet? What's the management training program? Who else is going to be in on it? It just seems huge to me to do one of these things. And for her to... Tell Claudia, oh, I may have someone in Sam Nunn's office. I would think that Claudia would have had this whole back door thing kind of set up, like we always pictured Gabriel doing. Mm -hmm. To have, I don't know, just that, it just seems like so much, so much stuff still after six seasons that we don't know about oh, yeah. how that stuff was set up. That's true. So Philip and Elizabeth meet upstairs in the bedroom while Elizabeth's packing. She has to go to Chicago, and when Philip says it's not going to look good, Philip goes in, closes the door, and says, "What's going on? I've got to go to work, you know." And he <laughs> he tries to talk to her, and she's not having any of it. You can shove your forum bullshit up your ass. She says one of them is in trouble. And she's going to help. Oh, and this is someone who's doing his job, someone who still cares. Oh, yeah, she's just going to give and him she, a little dig every time she gets a chance. She's, you can tell she's simmering. She's right. festering. I got to tell you, though, it's Thanksgiving. And from a, uh, I've got a, for people who don't know, I've got a bail bond business. And I've been in the bail bond business for 20 years. And we used to do all of our own bounty hunting. When I was a younger guy, I used to actually do my own bounty hunting. And we had great success on Thanksgiving and Christmas because people are normally where they're supposed to be. Families are at home. Agents, people who work for the government, uh, those guys, they are usually, you know, everybody's got their mind on family at Thanksgiving and not really on their job. So going and trying to pull this guy out around Thanksgiving is a good time to be going to get that's him. That's my only point. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a great it's a great time to try to try to move somebody. Hmm. Okay. Because people are concerned with the holiday. I yeah, that makes sense. I guess I, but like Philip said, looking at it from a broader perspective, it is going to look funny to stay in. I mean, they run a travel agency. He's an FBI agent. Everything looks funny to Stan. Well, that's a good point. Well, Paige is downstairs, and she's asking her mom if she can come. Yeah. But Elizabeth says it would raise suspicions with Stan, so no. And she's in Houston on a business emergency, if anyone asks. So then we see Henry. He's over at Stan's and Renee's, and he's discussing girls and school. And Adderholt and Mrs. Adderholt are there, and Renee is 
thanking Adderholt for the job recommendation. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's getting ready to go to work in human resources at uh, the FBI, I guess. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I just don't know what to say about that. We have sweet Stan standing there over his half-carved turkey. So, so happy and carving and mm, mm, look at this. Oh, I'm so happy. And his wife. It's not his wife. They're not married. They're married. I think they said they were married. They got married? At some point during that three well, years, they talked. That. Well, we didn't see wow, it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because somebody said uh, his wife. I think in the last episode. So. Okay. All right. But his wife, Stan, dude, his wife is gonna be one of the ones that they root out. His wife is gonna be harvested, and he, basically. Well, you're assuming that oh, she's. I am assuming. Come on. You, you don't assume at this point. It's I, way... If, she, I've never seen her in a wig. If so I not... I, well, you wouldn't. If not... Stan's never seen Elizabeth in a wig. If not... I'm just, I'm just blown away. 50% of the people at Stan's Thanksgiving table are going to be harvested if this works out like that. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? It's just... It's horrifying. Yeah, he gives his little, you know, red, white, and blue speech. Well, first, though, they ask about Elizabeth, and he he asks about Elizabeth, and she's on her way to Houston, and Philip goes into this elaborate story. Philip has come over. Philip goes into this elaborate story about where Elizabeth is, and Paige looks at him, and she's like, she's kind of, I pictured like her being in awe of him being, because she's thinking, Mom, Houston work. Those are what she's thinking, I think. And Philip comes in and goes, oh, uncle, somebody is down and stuck in Atlanta with cousin somebody. And he goes into this whole big easily. It just mm-hmm. rolls off his tongue, this line. It sounds very believable. And the only way they're not going to cancel their business with us is if she comes down there and handles this herself. And That's Paige is just goes. looking. We, we get like a close-up on um, Paige's face who's going... Yeah, I have not yet snatched the pebbles from your hand. So this is then where Stan makes this heartfelt toast about friendship and family and gratitude for the country. And not everyone around the world wants us to be able to live in peace and freedom. But that's what the pilgrims came here for. And it was (laughs) worth fighting for. And people are afraid of their life, but we've got Reagan, so cheers. Yeah. And I definitely paraphrased a lot of that. And at this point, I'm just not... Tra- and, and, and as he's talking about these people who don't want them to succeed, we like zero in on Renee's face for a minute. And she looks... She has the same look on her face as Paige and Philip. I hadn't... Uh, I didn't notice that. Kind of, you know, I don't know. And I'm not trusting her as far as I can throw her, and I am super nervous for poor Stan at this point. So then we go to commercial and we come back, and we go to the scene where Philip is lying in bed in his Thanksgiving clothes still, and he makes a decision. You can see it. He's making a decision. He gets up, he goes to the laundry room safe, looks around for a while like he's in, in the safe, it's like he hadn't been down there in a while. Right. And it's like he's trying to make up his mind about something. I thought he was going to get in the car and go help her right then. Did you? Yeah. I thought oh, he, wow. I, I thought he was... He well, was we're, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Next, he's driving into one of the safe house places, and he's looking around. And this is where I still wasn't sure, and this is where he sees the money and stuff. He finds the drawings mm-hmm. of the vase that Elizabeth has done. I kind of felt like he was, at first, I was like, okay, he's just trying to figure out what's going on with Elizabeth because they're so, you know, distant from one another. And then I realized that's not what he's doing at all. He goes back into his laundry room and he's got his super secret decoder yeah. thing and he's writing a note, which we then see him stick in a fence slot. So Philip is actually spying on Elizabeth mm-hmm. here. He agreed to with Oleg earlier. 
he did agree to, but I thought he might, I didn't know he'd go, I thought he just might tell what he knew. I didn't know he would search for stuff. This feels like a huge violation, right? Mm-hmm. Philip has made up his, Philip has, has chosen his side. Don't you think, or do you not think? Yeah, yeah, Philip has definitely chosen his side. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, okay. On the Oleg side. So then in Chicago, Elizabeth and I think that's, that. well, it is, I, how they made it sound, that's the other nurse. That's who's there with right. her. And they're discussing their plot and how they're going to go about getting this guy and pulling him out. And the other woman's really skeptical. They're trying to find a spot to grab him. And even Elizabeth admits that the chances of them being able to get this guy are not good. Not great, she says, yeah. And the other lady's a little little nervous about it, you can tell. And then they talk about Erica and how she likes the patchouli oil rubbed on her feet. And this seems to surprise Elizabeth that this other woman's gotten close. I don't know. I felt like it was another jealousy thing, you know, like, like you didn't see that. I didn't get that at all. Well, like she's like, she lets you touch her feet. It's because she seems to have like this different, more contentious, maybe relationship with Elizabeth. So, the other woman leaves, and Elizabeth sits down and immediately grabs a notepad and starts drawing. Right. So, see, Erica has had an influence on her. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Or, who knows, maybe she's just doing her homework so she doesn't get in trouble with Erica when she goes back. Because Erica's like, draw, draw, you're supposed to have this thing full, draw. So, then we go to Stan. He's having Thanksgiving meal number two in the office, and Adderholt wants him to start looking for Russian Orthodox priests. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, the, the noose is tightening. They've been, they have been meeting with Harvest, the marriage priest, we assume. Stan is talking about how much Renee likes Adderholt's baby, and Adderholt asks if they're thinking and insinuating having a baby, and Stan says they're old. But he's not saying, no, I don't want to have a baby with Renee. I understand how he feels. I think maybe in the 80s it seemed a little older. So then Henry answers the phone, Elizabeth's calling. She's not calling for Philip. She's calling for him. Elizabeth's trying to connect with Henry here. Elizabeth is worried, I think was the whole gist we're supposed to get from this telephone call, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got that from... This was like, you know, this might be the last time I get to talk to my son. Right. Yeah, that's that's what what I got out of it. And she even almost looked like upset, like she was going to cry or something. I mean, her eyes like looked, this was sad. Yeah, I got that. I felt that way too. So then Oleg picks up a, and, and let's point out, this is unusual. She doesn't call Henry. Philip calls Henry. Paige is hers. Henry is Philip's. And this is an unusual thing. Oleg picks up Philip's note. And then we go back to Philip comes in and he's kind of busting Henry for eating the last piece of pecan pie. But there's still a piece left. And Henry tells Philip that mom called him. And talks about how weird it was. And Philip really listened to that. Yeah. Yeah, Philip was, I think, feeling the same way what we're talking about. It was real... This this was a big thing. Henry says he doesn't understand why she's so unhappy. That was like, because it's like he's from the outside looking in, and that's what he sees yeah. with her. And he says she has a nice life. Oh, yeah. Of course, he doesn't know anything no, about what's the, really going on. Yeah, he's the only one on the outside. But mm-hmm. Henry's words are super stressful to Philip, and I think maybe he's learned to trust that instinct about how other people, have, like if somebody else says, that was weird. Sometimes you hear that and you really hear it. Right. You start connecting the dots yourself. So then Oleg is developing the decoder uh, note with scope and aqua velva. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a <laughs> real he's a real Russian spy, isn't he? That was Man. He's MacGyver. He's a Russian MacGyver. He's like counting the number of pages in this notepad. And then he pulls, uh, that's what it looked like, because you can kind of see him moving his lips. And he pulls out this blank note, blank piece of paper from this notepad. And then he mixes like, it looks like literally scope and some kind of... Aftershave. Yeah, aftershave. And he mixes them together a certain amount. And then he rubs that on the paper. 
and oh. I know it starts down. Yeah, it like, shows up the decoder. That's crazy. Thing that was, that is old school spy that stuff. That was very impressive. That was neat. That was a cute little, not cute. That was a interesting little. One thing of they my Russian in. spy buddies told me they still do it that way. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then Philip calls Elizabeth, and one, she looks awful. She looks terrible. And two, she is stressed and worried about Philip calling her. She's like, why are you calling me? Is something? Is everything okay? She didn't say it ugly, but she's like, why, you know, what's yeah. going on? I mean, have we ever seen him call her while she's on assignment? He's not her favorite person either right now. But he wants to know if everything's okay. And she says, this is a tough one. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to accomplish what they came here for. And she's saying she's worried. And this is where he says, you should just come home. Yeah. And she's not going to come home. So then Philip says he's coming. That's uh, he's on his way. That's that's good. Okay, tell me why. He needs to help her. She's overwhelmed. She told him on the phone she needs more help. She doesn't have help. And he's sitting there, and he he's just tired of sitting on his hands. He's going to help her. He's going to help her get this done because he wants her coming. He wants her back home. Is he? Yeah. Is he going to help her? Yeah. This is far. You might be right, and that was my first inclination too. But this is following directly on the heels of him sending this information that he spied on to Oleg. What if he's not going to help her? Oleg wants him to stop her. They're getting an illegal out, and Oleg wants him to stop her on this Mexico thing. But the illegal they're getting out is part of this Mexico thing. That doesn't matter. They're trying to get the, the illegal needs to get out. That would benefit everybody. It's not going to benefit Oleg or the other side if the illegal gets caught. So this is a all-purpose mission here that needs to be accomplished. This mission I, serves both sides in, in Russia. Both sides in Russia. You know the, the the two. You know the 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 Gorbachev people and the non-Gorbachev people would both causes benefit from getting this illegal out of there. They don't need this. They don't need this kind of. But the illegal is not going to get. The illegal is not going to be captured. That he's got the necklace too. We Maybe don't know if he's going to eat it or not. How do you know he's going to bite down on that pill? You don't know he's going to do that. I, yeah, but if if he doesn't and he gets caught, then this caper, this thing there. That's another reason why I think that uh, this might be a setup that the illegal might be setting up Elizabeth because he's got one of those little pills. So if he's, you know, if he. If, or maybe you're right. Uh, maybe maybe I jumped the gun. I, I think probably you're right because he does have a cyanide pill. And he would off himself if they got near him. And so they probably haven't made contact with him yet. They're just surveilling him. And, I mean, probably. I mean, they maybe they have, maybe they haven't. But um, he would have taken his little pill if they had approached him, right? Um, I would think if they had... Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know at what point is the proper etiquette to take the cyanide pill. As the FBI just is walking up to your door. Well, to arrest you. Yeah. But if they just talk to you, I don't know if you have to take it then. I don't know. Well, but, they don't come. They don't. Like, you can't see them walking up to the door to arrest well, you. Well, he's seen them because he knows they're surveilling him. So he's pretty good mm -hmm. at that. I just. I. I think here. I don't think. I wonder. I'm like fifty-fifty. Maybe. 55 in in this way that philip is going to sabotage this hmm. i don't, don't think he's going to know. help elizabeth I, I, I just i don't i i think he is okay well i guess we'll see how that plays i mean i'm i think he wants to keep elizabeth safe obviously but i don't know that he's going to help the mission i think he's going to help her get the illegal it, out it makes no sense that he would spy on her send this information to oleg and then go help her she thinks he's coming to help with the mission, and I just don't think he is. I think he is. Okay. The, the mission is getting the illegal out, which serves Philip's purposes. 
Tell me again, how does that serve Phillips' purposes? Because I'm not following that. He's removing another player from the field, one. He's helping out somebody, getting them out of this stuff, two. And that's that's enough. That's enough. I mean, he's got no problems. You know, nobody else is... He's removing somebody who's not going to be killing people anymore, not be spying anymore, not be participating anymore. He's getting a Russian agent like him out of it and back home, which is pretty much he's living vicariously through this agent, in my opinion, getting getting out and getting back home. You might be right. I just that's not the feeling I get about it. I feel like he's probably going to okay throw a cog in. Uh, I think it's the other. Well, next week, and I'm not even sure I want to watch. We see Elizabeth is telling who we presume is Philip about the Mexico thing and showing him the mother of cyanide necklace she's wearing. I'll make a prediction. The scenes that you've seen about next week are totally misleading, and none of them mean anything that you think they mean right now. Let's see if I'm right or wrong when we podcast next week. Okay. Stan is talking about how six years ago they had a team on a woman in Philadelphia who disappeared right in front of them. And we remember that was Elizabeth. Stan asks Philip if he's involved with something. We see Stan Mm -hmm. standing there talking to Philip, asking him if he's involved. Mm -hmm. We see disguised Philip and Elizabeth walking presumably in Chicago and saying she feels a lot better about their chances with him there, with Philip there. We see Henry telling Stan that when they get a call, they run off to work. Elizabeth's telling some dude, presumably the harvest guy, that, because she's like leaning in his car window, and she says, Mother is expecting you. Mm-hmm. So that's where she goes and tries to pull him out, we presume. Stan tells Philip that he's his friend and asks Philip if he trusts him. Oh, man, I know. I know, that's... And this is where Philip says he's been wanting to tell him. Now, this is, I'm going to presume that this is not about the way it looked. Because I think that could easily be taken out of context. Stan could be, Henry could have told Stan about their money problems. And Stan could have said, I'm your friend. Do you trust me? Why haven't you talked to me? Is something going on? That could be all that. Because There's no chance that that scene where Stan's, uh, saying, I'm your friend, is there something you need to tell me? No chance that he suspects Philip as an illegal right there because that's not the way they work. If he had suspected Philip as a Russian spy, R- Philip would never be given the opportunity to, you know, I'm your friend, you can talk to me, is there anything you need to tell me? Never, 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 never. They just go about surveilling him and then bust him when they had the opportunity. Well, that was it. So I mentioned last week that it was getting tense, but I don't know that I was really expecting this level of tense. It was pretty. It was pretty tense. It was pretty tense. And you know, we know that things are falling apart, but Elizabeth seems like she is just really falling apart. The college intern turned her down. She's now drawing in her free time. You can see like the worry in her face and the. And the moment that she calls Henry, we've never seen anything like that. So something big, I feel like, is probably about to happen, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Of course, a, I guess we know. There's yeah, only everything. Yeah, there's only, what, four, four, episodes, four more episodes left? left. Wow. Yeah, four more. Well, we'd like to say thanks for joining us. If you'd like to send us a chat, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN. And I'm at Mike from TN. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We're all over the place. We're easy to find, and we always love to hear from you guys. So, anything else for Episode 6, Rafifi? Um, I didn't say that enough this time. That was the happiest part about Rafifi. Rafifi. Rafifi? I like that. I might. Okay. Well, let's, we should watch it. Watch it? Oh, Rafifi. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. And we we might come back and podcast that. That might be a good idea. A good, like, little close to Yeah, the... that's the way we get Mike back on board because 
you tell him you're going to podcast some old movie that nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> and he's all over it. I think Mike would love to be doing this. When we're talking about Mike from West Coast Project, I think he would love to be doing this with us if his time were a little You tell him different. we're going to podcast some black and white movie that nobody's ever black and white mentioned in 20 years. I think, he's going to be on it. It may not be subtitled. He'll, he'll go for it. Okay, well, we'll see you back here next time for Episode 7. It's entitled Harvest. Uh, and I found a synopsis online about, about Episode 7. And it said, Philip and Elizabeth come together for a perilous operation unlike any they've ever had before. Stan and Henry spend a little quality time together. Yeah, that's scary. So, next week, I'm not even sure I'm looking forward to it. I'm scared. I don't want this to all end badly. Are are you looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. Looking forward to the end of this? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not looking forward to the end of it, but I am looking forward to next episode. I feel like they're... I, I feel like we're on a train rushing toward this dead end you said rushing i did i did okay i'll see you back here next week okay see you next week